Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Today, Clark and I are talking about Matthew chapter 15, and it starts with a really important issue, hand washing. And I want to know... It's very key, especially depending on the time of year you're listening to this. Honestly, I want to know, you guys. I We have had some of these conversations when it comes to hand washing within, within our own family. Did you just go to the restroom? Did you wash your hands? Are we coming in from outside? Oh, so that's a no. Okay, go wash your hands. And so, anyway, it's a, a funny topic, and we're laughing about it, but it it was a big deal at the time. When you sometimes go back you got to do like the, you like, let me see your hands. And you look at them, and you can't really tell. So then Bobby the doesn't sniff. do this, but Dad has to do this, this the sniff test. About killed me a couple times. Like, <laughs> all right, go back to the bathroom, wash your hands. Where have you been? Yeah, what is going on? So... Well, what's happening here is the Pharisees deal. and the religious leaders show up and they have yeah. these traditions exactly. that they have created. These are man-made traditions um, that are not biblical, that they have elevated to be Higher, on par yeah. with the Bible. And so um, the Pharisees that are in the local region right now are overwhelmed with what's happening with Jesus. Because and they are not washing their hands. Yeah, they ain't washing their hands. They dirty. <laughs> but they don't want to deal with it. So they have to call the big dogs from right. Jerusalem to come down and deal with this situation because it's kind of out of their their limits, out of their capacity. It's well, it's become bigger now, right? Because yeah. Jesus has become bigger also. Yeah. And so now they're saying, okay, we, because really that's what it's all about, right? Is ensnaring Jesus and, and, and they're understanding like we can't. So yeah. we're going to go to the next one. So verses three through yes. nine, there's this back and forth between Jesus and the and these people mm-hmm. going back to like, hey, like, what are you doing? And the, the heart of the issue is the heart. And that's what Jesus mm. gets at in verses eight and nine. He's that's looking good. at these people who are from Jerusalem who have <laughs> upheld these man-made laws and traditions yeah. to be equal to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, you people honor me with your mm-hmm. lips, but your hearts are far from me. Yeah, He says, they worship me in vain. This is from God. Their teachings are merely human rules. Hmm. So the warning for them and the warning for us is we can't take anything and elevate it to be on par, equal, laying uh, playing field with, with the word of God. Yeah. So for them, it was man-made traditions and rules. For us today, it is feelings and experiences. Self, yeah. It's the self. It's like mm-hmm. this is how I feel and how I feel dictates then everything Mm -hmm. whether it's how people are identifying Mm -hmm. or it is whether they go to work or not or whether they get married or they don't or Mm -hmm. they keep living in some uh habitual sin or repent and get out of it it comes back to just like what's natural what feels good what brings pleasure what do i want and here jesus is like i don't care what you pharisees and sadducees want because what you want is actually not best for you or anybody else right because your heart is tainted your heart is tainted yes (laughs) it's exactly it and and that's what what jesus is getting at here because sometimes Mm -hmm. You and I can do the right thing. We can like go through the motions and smile and walk the old lady across the street or smile 100%. At, the, yeah, yeah. at the person and say like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, it's okay. I forgive you. And in your heart, <laughs> you're like, I'm stabbing you. I'm the killing interior. you. I'm so angry. It's a thousand knives. I'm so mad right now. I'm burning. <laughs> God bless you. And that's what no, Jesus honestly. gets at next. Look yes. at, you want to read verses 10 and 11? Tell, I want to read it. Totally. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Come here, listen, listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles. Mm. Okay. So now we have the, we have clarity. Just about hand washing. (laughs) So wait a second. 
it's not about the ceremonial, like, you know, rituals and traditions. It's not about this. It's it's, it's about something else. It's about, and, and really though, that was, Peter asks later on, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so there's clarity here because, and I know that you have experienced this also, you listening. I know I have in my own life and in others too. And this is why we need church community because people then can actually call us out in loving ways because otherwise we begin to leave these hypocritical lifestyles yeah. that are very two-faced and yeah. very, you know, look one way exterior life reality totally different way interior life yeah and jesus is getting at that with the pharisees here and it when we Mm -hmm. do live in in this way it takes a toll on your soul and you can't do it you felt it i felt it's like this isn't living i'm looking over my shoulder i'm not at peace within myself so jesus is calling it out because he loves people he doesn't want us to live in this way i was just laughing when you're like come closer and listen the other day one of our our kids came up to me and said dad do you hear the trees they're always listening (laughs) quoting mr and mrs beaver from the line which in the wardrobe i I was not expecting it but oh i was dying laughing (laughs) so funny speaking of cleanliness though that's another indicator like you need to go brush your teeth (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) it's another whisper bobby obviously is is got our sixth baby on the way and so i think your sense of smell will set you (laughs) off pretty quick right now it does hey mom that literally like you need to back away mouthwash floss all the above i love you god bless you the point of this though is if we are not responding to the gospel if we're not living in light of the gospel then we're not going to have fruit that's produced by the gospel we're going to have our own fruit yes and so that's why like one of the things we continually talk about from galatians and the fruit of the spirit is not something that you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and make yourself do love joy peace peace. that is not possible you can't do it Mm -hmm. and so it's when it's produced by the holy spirit that's alive and living inside of you that we see this fruit these good deeds that are done out of devotion and a response from grace to the spirit not done out of teeth gritted you know i know this is the right thing and i'm going to do this no matter how mm-hmm. i feel xyz and so he keeps they pressing keep going in. yeah he keeps pressing in because the disciples <laughs> show up and they're like oh, jesus you offended the pharisees and jesus is like i don't care uh let's continue to unpack this and so peter in verse 15 is like bless you peter will you explain this to us i know and jesus says <laughs> that don't you see that whatever enters the mouth and goes into the stomach and then out of the body, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come yes. from their heart, and these defile them. For it's from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, mm-hmm. sexual morality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. But mm-hmm. eating and unwashed hands and unbrushed teeth, even though it smells terrible, <laughs> that is not what defiles them. And so Jesus is, is yeah. standing in this place where if you uphold all the Bible, Jeremiah, the mm-hmm. Proverbs talks about the human heart. It's deceitful. Yeah. It, you can't trust the thing. And God alone is the one that can make the heart renewed, restored, yeah. new and good and godly. And so when you look at this real heart change begins with celebrating who Jesus is and what he's done. And the Pharisees can't get there. But all the other people in the Gospels yeah. who know they can't do it themselves and they need help. They come to Jesus. That's why Jesus is healing. That's why he's preaching. That's why he's inviting and welcoming. Yeah. Because these people know they need help. And that's why God came, for those who know they need help. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we celebrate what God has done, and you you stand on that, one, you'll have rest and peace in your heart. But two, your life will respond out of gratitude, and you will your Christian living will change. Yeah. So there's like res- the accepting of the free gift of grace, 
But then there should be a response. Like James talks about like faith and yeah. deeds um, in the second chapter. And it's like, okay, great. Like you have faith, but you don't do anything with it. James great. is like, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think you have genuine faith. Because mm-hmm. if you have genuine faith, your life's going to change. Yeah. And so that's what Jesus is getting at here. They must be both and. And then we see that. I don't want to go there just quite yet because we do see that in the Canaanite women. We're going to go there. But I have to highlight because Peter saying explain the parable to us, I feel like is such, we've talked about this before, how that is such a pivotal key thing. The asking of questions. I don't understand. Tell me more. I want to spend time in your presence. I want to know truth. I want you to help me understand. Soften my heart. Like all of these kind of things, that should be our response as disciples, as followers of Jesus. I don't understand. Life is really hard right now. Help me. Give me the light to see. Help me put someone in my life. Convict me of this sin. Whatever it is, the disciples are doing that. So that's why when Jesus is saying like, come with me, come to the boat, come, let me teach you how to pray. All of these are just little minuscule Mm. examples, real life examples of the lingering in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ that transforms. So it is grace, like you're saying. And it is also like a tea bag. We've talked about that. You've used yeah. that in a sermon. Yeah. Where there, if you, you know, you know that if a tea bag sits in a cup. I have tea. I have tea. For a minute. Spot. Well, then the water, you know, you're going to get really yucky, watery tea. But if you actually let it soak and the tea begins to, the water begins to change color, my, that's my, the my image. My color. This <laughs> is good tea. So let's keep going. Because the bag has saturated and the water has been here for a long time. (laughs) So the disciples, they encouraged me to do that. Hey, you know, it might sound silly at the time, yeah. but I need it, Lord. So let me sit in your presence. And he invites it. So let's do that. And here comes a Canaanite woman. So verses (laughs) 21 through 28. Again, kind of an odd story. It is. Um, At at first glance, you might think Jesus is being a big meanie here. But this woman shows up who come from a different mm-hmm. region and is not a Jewish lady and doesn't no. come from Jewish customs and is probably very, quote unquote, dirty in the eyes of the Jewish people. Right. She wants help. And uh, she says, Jesus, I need help. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and is mm-hmm. suffering terribly. And Jesus didn't mm-hmm. answer. He, What's happening right now is Jesus is watching her. And his disciples to see how are these folks going to respond We're discerning, right here. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. happens is eventually she keeps pressing in because she really believes. Notice yes. she called him the son of David. He, she so knew. this shows yeah. that even though she's not a Jew and doesn't come from the Jewish backgrounds, she has done her research and knows to some extent Jesus is Messiah. Jesus is fulfillment of these Jewish Old Testament prophecies. Yep. She knows he's somebody special. Mm-hmm. And so she comes. And then what she says at the end is she said... Um, the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, just please help me. And he replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And she's like, yeah, it is. It's okay. Even if the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table, yeah. we'll do this. And he says, what great faith you have. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different Greek words here. The Greek word for a dirty, wild animal is kuon, K-U-O-N. Mm-hmm. I don't remember this word from my Greek class. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. There's a different word, kunarion, that is dealing with a household pet that's almost esteemed like a family member. Like Winnie. Okay. We have a golden retriever right now. Her name's Winnie. She is part of the family. She is our seventh child, she's technically. Esteemed she as is part esteemed. of the family. She's loved. She is mm-hmm. she, she's part of the family. If you know anybody else that has a dog, you just know that there's something special here. And um, when Jesus is talking to her, he's not talking to her in a racial slur. Mm-hmm. He's not talking in a derogatory way to her. He's not even speaking down to her. He's just using an illustration and a play on words Picture. to make a mm-hmm. point. So people can see, wait, what's happening? Which is why she responds and he goes back to her the way they do. 
He's not talking down to her, which I think this is a very important point to that make. That's helpful. Jesus was was testing her faith, similarly to like the persistent widow mm. that just kept pressing it. I need help. I need help. I need help. And again, Jesus is teaching the disciples. Like, take note. Take note. Mm-hmm. She needs help. She wants help. She wants the kingdom. Look for people who have a heart like hers. Because mm-hmm. the Jewish people up to this point, like we just saw, are caught up in traditions and looking good and playing the part, but are mm-hmm. far from God in their hearts. And so as you conclude this, what happens in the end of the, the chapter is they go to the other side of the lake, and they're actually already over here, and it's the mm-hmm. Gentile side. Yes. And this story is known as the feeding of the 5,000. Four. Uh, this is feeding of the 4,000. <laughs> feeding of the 5,000 is in all the Gospels. The yes. feeding of the 4,000 is just in Matthew and Mark. The best ones start in M, evidently, here. And uh, that's what's happening. So Jesus, they went to the other side, and he's mm-hmm. with the Gentiles now. Right. Ends up feeding 4,000 people, probably more than that, after you can include the women and children. Right. And then he leaves them seven basketfuls left over. Which is a big deal. Huge deal. Because when he fed the 5,000, which was a Jewish community, how many basketfuls did he leave? Uh, what is 12? What is 12? Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. You are correct. Why is that? Because then the Jewish community would have recognized the number 12. Mm-hmm. They would have looked back to the Old Testament and known God, Yahweh was faithful to the 12 tribes. Yeah. We have 12 baskets left over. This is a specific sign. God's more than enough for us, the Jewish people. Yeah. Now he's teaching everybody, the Jewish people, his disciples, and the Gentiles, I'm more than enough for you too yeah. because of the seven yeah. baskets. This, this yeah. is not like stated explicitly in scripture, but it is implied in my opinion. When you go throughout the Bible, it seems like this, the number seven was an important number um, to a lot of people, but specifically reasons, to yeah. the Gentiles. If you go mm-hmm. back and you read like Deuteronomy, what was standing in between God's people in the promised land were seven nations, right. seven countries. They were considered enemies. Uh, the Hittites, the Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than Israel. So they were standing in the mm-hmm. way. So when they look at the Old Testament and the New Testament and retell the story, specifically in the, in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. they talk about how Israel came in in Acts 13, verse 19, and overthrew the, drum roll please, seven nations. Of, of Canaan. And then God's people were given their land as their promised inheritance. So it seems like seven is an important number to these people. Sure. People debate the table of nations and all that stuff. We don't need to get into that here. But it, it seems like Jesus gives them seven basketfuls left over to let them know. And also to let, the, again, Everybody. the disciples yeah. know. I am everything these people need and more. Yeah. Because after the feeding of the 5,000, I proved to you I'm everything the Jewish people need and more. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for the whole world. Yeah. The one condition is you need to know that you need help and you can't do it yourself. Yep. Which the Canaanite woman shows and the Pharisees did not. And uh, mm. we just see this time and time again throughout the Gospels. And so... Wow. I'm studying this and talking about it and learning with y'all. It it's is. Good. I know. I am so grateful for how God made your brain. And to do this with you. <laughs> you guys. Have a good time. Not sure about my brain. That's yeah. what we want 
for you that you would read the Bible together around your table with your kids. You would listen on yeah. your drive, wherever you're at, that this becomes something that's really commonplace, that this is just what you do, that as a follower of Jesus, as someone who's living life unto him, that you have his words stored yeah. up in your heart. One that thing we can real share quick it. before we go, Please. we don't do this ever, but I was told I need to do this. We would encourage you, if you enjoy listening to this, our goal, and again, the why behind this is for people to read the Bible and talk about it. Yes. If you would help us out, and if you could leave a review, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or Amazon oh, or yes. Google Podcasts, whatever it is, just leave a review. Uh, just kind of explaining what your experience has been like with the podcast. And again, our hope is that more people would read the Bible yeah. and more people would talk about it yeah. as the podcast continues to grow. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Our prayer is that the gospel will go out into the world and God will get a lot of attention and glory. Yeah. That's why we're here. So love you all. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.